lot here. We know that the writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and it, the word of God, is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of our hearts. Amen? Amen? Amen. Job 22.28. You're using the New King James for me, right, Bill? You will also declare a thing, and it, what you declare, what you decree, it will be established for you. You, the ones who believe, now, here's the requisite. Faith pleases God. You shall declare a thing, decree a thing. Say decree a thing. Well, in order for you and I to have this posture and be in a place to declare and decree, just those words alone are the result of a position you and I stand in. We stand in an office today, every one of us. We stand first and foremost in, in, in the redeemed, the blood bought of the, of the Lamb of God. We stand as sons and daughters of the Most High God. We went from darkness to light. A miracle occurred. And part of the swamp being cleaned up. <laughs> you know, Washington, D.C. is a picture of the church of the Lord Jesus, unfortunately. It's a picture of Christendom. There's a lot of democratic Christians, and I'm not talking about political party. I'm talking about liberal, compromised Christians that have succumbed to the culture of the world. They are succumbing to the prince of the power of the air and his influences. And then there are those who want to be plugged into heaven's power. Those who want the revelation, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Those men and women and young people who are willing to stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who are willing to be disciplined followers of the Lamb. Not just exchanging one religion for another. Leaving a denominational experience to come into an, an independent or a non-denominational experience. There's a whole lot more to the kingdom than just attending church and paying your tithe. You and I are citizens of heaven. When we opened up a study, and it was several months ago, we opened up the study and the, the theme, and I have to say for, the, for a half of the year, it was back in June, I think, love the greatest of all. How many believe that, that love is the greatest of all? It absolutely is. And I marvel in Mark 11 when Jesus, after he had cursed the fig tree, the day after they're walking past and Peter says, teacher, look, the fig tree you cursed is now dried up at the roots. One day it's thriving, <laughs> like, you know, like the picture of the tree by the rivers of water. This fig tree had that appearance. But when the Lamb of God speaks and cursed it, and it was for reason and purpose, it wasn't just a learning curve for his guys to, who, you know, uh, I'm just going to give you a, a little example here. There was a reason and purpose he cursed that fig tree because the fig tree was a picture and a metaphor of Israel's worship. Now, he had just gone into Jerusalem, turned all the tables upside down, 
made a whip of cords and began to whip the money changers. Come on. Say Prince of Peace. God in flesh made a whip and went in and started to clean some clock. He went in to clean the swamp. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have made my father's house a den of thieves. Leave the verse up there, Bill, please. <clears throat> you also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So the light will shine in your ways. So the first verses that we looked at when we started love, the greatest of all was the promise and the revelation, the revelation that the love of God himself, Peter, afterwards, <laughs> the love of God has been shed abroad, poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. What a miracle. And you and I, we're trying to process it. How many in here, when you got born again, I mean, sometime within that time frame of you earnestly praying that prayer that you knew he came in. Let me, let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. If you knew he came in, something happened. Bless God. Amen. Well, that seed you and I were born of, and I was just doing a more of research on the seed. Unless a seed is, you know, go into the earth and die, it can bring forth no fruit. And I've been looking at things about that because I, I can't get away from Peter's testimony that we have been born again of an incorruptible seed. The living, abiding word of God. Say word of God. It's a move of the Holy Spirit. But the impregnation in our spirit, that, that's, that consummation of the living power of God. Listen, what happened to Mary in the natural is what happened to us in the spirit. There was life, glory to God, that came in you and I. We are born again, dear Jesus. Made alive unto God. Delivered from religion. Delivered from the crap. Christian rituals and practices. And made sons and daughters of God and came into a brand new relationship with God the Father. There, Lord Jesus. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch, truly, like me. I wasn't guilty of 20,000 slaves being transported. I wasn't guilty of that. But my sins, as hard as they were within 23 years, probably equated to the same horror of 20,000 souls being taken, slaves. Many of them dying in the, in the course to come to their destinations. You know what I'm talking about. The man who wrote Amazing Grace was one of the captains of a ship that brought the slaves to different destinations. Amazing Grace. That saved a wretch like me. None of us deserved heaven. We were created for it, but the fall of man, Adam's choice, brought a curse on the human race. Thank God for the second Adam. God so loved us. 
He says, I've got a second Adam I'm sending. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. When did everlasting life start for you? That day you said, Jesus, I give you my life. I repent of my sins. Forgive me and cleanse me. Give me a brand new start. Amen? The power of God came into our spirits. I don't know if you ever saw the miracle of life when the sperm and the egg meets the egg and fertilizes it. That literally, I don't know how they do it. You see an infusion, an explosion of light in the fertilized egg. Spirits put in that baby. You know, we're not humans having a spiritual experience. We are spirit beings having a human experience. So here we are on the earth. All right, now we're born again. Here we are in 2019. What's up? You and I have been made a kingdom of priests and kings. Under God, Revelation says. You can't do this kind of stuff unless you have an authority that's been entrusted to you. And we have had an authority given to you and I as kings and priests in the earth. We have the commission, the authority. And I want to say this. Authority is... It appeals. It appeals to the soul and it can appeal to the flesh. But responsibility. I don't know if you ever heard this about how many remember the Rockefellers? You ever heard of the Rockefellers of New York? <clears throat> this was the code, say code, of the Rockefeller family. You ever, you know this story. Uh, in Ten Commandments, when Ramses ever decreed a thing. So let it be written. So let it be done. A royal decree. But where was I? Rockefellers. Rockefellers. Well, I just went out in the Ten Commandments. I was just saying. The Rockefeller... Family. There were multi-millionaires. I don't know if they were in the billionaire category. One of the wealthiest families in the United States. But to be a Rockefeller, from the time they were born, this is the absolute facts. From the time they were born and the children began to be raised, they began to receive and be educated on the code. You are a Rockefeller. You will not bring shame to this name. You are an heir to the inheritance of the Rockefeller name and lineage. Should you choose to bring shame to the name, you lose your inheritance. That's in the natural. You and I have been given a name. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. All of heaven revealed in the person and through the person of, the, of Jesus, the Son of God. All he is, the Father wants you and I to be. All of heaven's supply for the Lord on this earth was met through human agents. Come on. I mean, he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. The ability to do the work of the Father came by the things of the kingdom. Come on. You're with me. But the Bible says, and it was interesting, many women had given in to see that there were no financial needs for the Son of God. Come on. you with me? I'm not preaching about and I'm not going to take an offering when we're done here. You shall decree a thing and it will be established. We're talking about love being the greatest of all. Amen. Verse 29. Look at this. Now, love and the emphasis 
is fascinating to see how God had done this. He began to institute and take us down this path as a congregation. And usually in the ministry, a lot of times you're thinking, okay, how many, how many we should we give towards a certain subject? Lord, how many things do you want to accomplish this year? How many, there's so many subjects in the word, the Lord, really. But for the first time in all the years of ministry, the Lord said, just gave me that absolute peace that it doesn't matter if it's a half a year on this subject for you and I to understand who we are because of whose we are and that his love has been shed abroad in our heart by his spirit. And it's a love that is the Bible says, and Paul wrote it. He said, we can't ascertain it. We can't measure it. The width, the breadth, the length and the height of this love. Hallelujah. But it can be comprehended in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Look at this verse. The Lord began to take us this way because, listen, guys, Jesus is coming soon. And our family members' eternities are at stake. Our neighbors' eternities are at stake. Our co-workers' eternities are at stake. We love the authority. We love the power. Glory to God, the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Oh, we love it. And, and rightfully so. But where is the compassion for the lost? I remember the Beatles song. I remember standing in the city in the construction site, looking out in the summertime at all the people, and the Beatles song goes through my head. Ah, oh, look at all the lonely people. Y'all from, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm like, would the Holy Spirit use that song to get something over to me? Yeah. And I'm looking, I'm thinking, Lord, they're going to hell unless somebody tells them. They will burn in the eternal fire unless somebody communicates the love of God to them. Tells them about Jesus. And, and, and I'm still guilty of it. I can walk into a restaurant. I can walk into places. And there's lives. You, there's eternal spirit beings around us all the time. What does it, does it measure on the Richter scale? Does it even come up on our radar like beep, beep, beep? Eternal soul hanging in the balance. Eternal soul hanging in the balance. You are my light in the world. I've made you my salt. So you and I, we've been exposed to a lot of the teachings and some amazing, good, I just think, wonderful things from the Father for this house, for our lives personally and for this house corporately. He goes on to say this, when they cast you down. Who? Uh, when they cast you down, we'll see. And you say, exaltation will come. Exaltation will come. Then he will save the humble person, you, who are being obedient to the will of God to share your faith with others about Jesus. You all with me? Yeah. Amen. Look at verse 30, and then we'll talk about this for a minute. The father will even deliver one who is not innocent. <laughs> Ephraim, on your job. He will even deliver one who is not innocent. Yes, he will be delivered by the purity of your hands. What does that mean? By the purity of our motives. The purity of how we conduct ourselves when we're persecuted. Because you will be persecuted if you tell others about Jesus. We should have a persecution testimony service. 
How many in here, when you first got saved, you began to tell your family about being born again? What happened to you? Cuckoo. Huh? Oh, yeah, it was, well, yeah, six months later. It was wonderful for me, wasn't it? Yeah, suck it up. I put her through it for five years, and she made up for it in six months' time frame. You're in a cult. And it hurt. I had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And my wife, who was Miss Goody Two Shows, practicing in her denomination of religion. Well, you were Roman Catholic. She thought I cooked. And honestly, you know, and oh, if, I'm thinking, my God. I went from darkness to light. You should be happy. Yeah, I was smiling. I was sincerely loving you, finally. It hurt. I remember looking at my family members, lined them up. You're going to hell if you don't get saved. I mean, I didn't have no time to play with this thing. Salvation was real. You're going to hell if you don't get saved. Boom, ba boom. Yeah, Jesus could be here tomorrow. You're going to hell if you're not saved. Well, I want to, you know. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. We're Catholics. We get the front row. Wasp are in the back. That's what we're taught. The Catholics, Roman Catholics, have the front rows in heaven, and the white Anglo-Saxon Protestants were in the back. That's what, I, that's what I heard, and that's what I believed. Even as a lost degenerate, because I was Catholic, God was obligated to let me in heaven. Or at least do some hard time in purgatory and then get in. Now, come on, am I preaching all right here? He will even deliver one who is not innocent. He'll be delivered by the purity of your hands, by the motives of our hearts. By the words we speak and our actions. That's what the purity of our hands is. Our motivation. Do we really love society? Do we really love the souls that are lost around us? How much do we really pray for them? Amen? Amen? Say wake up call. Hallelujah. And it's wonderful to be in the presence and enjoy the anointing of God. And the word is... Both a hammer, glory to God, (laughs) come on, it can be a hammer. God has given us authority to decree a thing. He's given us a promise. Go back to verse uh, 28, please, Bill. He's given us his promise. It will be established. Doesn't say might, doesn't say try, give it a shot. If you believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth, come on. It's a done deal. God said, now how many believe this? In the verse it says, as he is, so are we in the world. Say, I believe it if you believe it. All right, then if we're in him and he's in us. And we are being conformed into his very image. We too, T-O-O, can say, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me void, but shall accomplish the thing to which I send it. It's pretty bold. I said, it's pretty bold, but as he is, so are you and I in the world. You shall decree a thing and it will be established. Why? Because I've made you a kingdom of priests and kings unto our God. That's what Jesus is saying. Then, you know, the one that I love, say, Pastor Ray loves you are an ambassador of the Most High God. An ambassador of God Almighty Himself. 
sometimes I feel like McFly. McFly, anybody home? Come on, get it right. Oh, we need a, I need a pulpit. I need a title. I need to feel important. Please let me be in ministry or in the deacon's office. Please give me a title and a function so I feel important, so I really know God loves me. He saved you for crying out loud. Then he calls you son, daughter. Ah, I'm going to put a robe on your back, a ring on your hand. Dear Jesus, give you a new pair of duds and foot flanges. Glory to God, sandals. And I don't want you to come back. No, you're not going to come back to me and be my servant. You're going to be my son, reinstated. Glory to God. No, you're not going to sit with the servants. You're going to sit next to me in my house. Hallelujah. I don't deserve it, Father. No, I qualified you for it. Jesus. I don't want one of my family members to go to hell. Hell isn't preached in churches anymore. Very rare. And I'm not going to go into hell today. <laughs> not for anybody. But I'm not going to go into hell message today. But you know, we need to hear messages on hell. We really do. It, there's more said about hell in the New Testament than there is about heaven. Did you know that? It's a real place. Many Christian expressions are saying there is no hell now. Yeah. Hello. Oh, well, praise God. I don't want to get over there. Say this with me. It takes humility to function in the authority God has given me. Go to the next verse, please. When they cast you down, you say, exhortation will come, then he will say to the humble person, Father, I am not created to be anyone's footstool. I am a son and daughter of God, reigning with you in life, according to Romans 5.17. I am to reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. To reign. Say reign. Tell your neighbor, we're called to reign. We're called to reign in life. We are called to reign in life. We are not victims, church. We are citizens. Sons and daughters of the Most High God. And Carol pointed out when Pentecost happened and the Holy Ghost came upon that 120 in the upper room. The apostles didn't get more of the Holy Ghost than the other people in the room. He was equally distributed upon each person in the room. Hallelujah. Everyone in the kingdom of God has the same calling to be an ambassador. We're all ambassadors. We're all family at the foot of the cross. There's no big eyes and little U's at the foot of the cross. There's a host of ambassadors of the kingdom of God. Dear Jesus. Then the Bible says, you're an alien. I am an alien. I am from another planet. We are. According to the Bible. We are aliens. We are not from this planet. We're aliens. We're a different species. When that stupid movie came out with the, it called the alien, right? The thing came out of human beings. To me, that was a type of the, of hell living inside somebody. 
hell wants to devour. And that creature, I mean, I'll tell you what, Hollywood's getting a lot of stuff from the spirit. But they're feeding the wrong spirit. Come on. We need to support Christian movies. But the Holy Ghost, dear God, lives on the inside of us. We don't have the alien inside of us. We have the lion of the tribe of Judah on the inside of us. He ain't no little pussy cat. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he lives big on the inside of every one of us. See, we're walking out here and we get intimidated by the power of the air. We get intimidated, intimidated by demonic influence that tries to hit us from different things. Paul calls them fiery darts. Whether they're personal issues that you've had and fought in the past, or if it's just the presence of that entity in the spirit of we're walking into that area of influence. But I got news for you. The devil's more afraid of you than you will ever be of him. He is petrified of those who come into his area. Listen, he is, he is an illegal, an illegal tenant. Or, uh, uh, huh? No, well, he is a trespasser. But actually, no, he's not. He was given the keys. He's illegal now because Jesus whipped his butt. And he went into hell and took the keys of death and hell. Come on. The devil is an illegal, what is it, not tenant? Uh, uh, the owners. Landlord. Thank you. He is an illegal landlord. He was legal till Jesus came and took, changed the deal. Come on. Now, what's happening? You and I are in sons and daughters of the kingdom. We've been given authority, which equals responsibility to pray, to decree, to take a stand in love. Say in love. But listen, it's love towards humanity because nobody in their right mind would sin against Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Nobody in their right mind would if they knew who he was. Amen. So Christ in you, the hope of glory, everywhere you go, there's going to be a response. Everywhere Paul went, he had two reactions, revival or riot. Hallelujah. That should be happening wherever you and I go. Hallelujah. What happens? Boom. Glory to God. Listen, think about Navy SEALs coming in into a, in Afghanistan or somewhere. Into a city where there were no hostiles. Boom, they come down and they have all the stuff on. The people who fear authority and power, they're not hostiles. What do they do? They welcome them. Jesus said the same thing. When you go out into the cities, wherever there's a house of peace, wherever they receive you, they receive me. Listen, some folks, here's a wake up. Some folks aren't going to like Christ in you. They're not going to like Christ. Come on. But what? What? So, oh, I want you to like me. That's not, not, that has nothing to do with it. I'm on a mission and assignment. Your soul is precious to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Do you really know what God did for you? There's a real heaven and a real hell. God doesn't want you to go to hell. We have something to say to people. And what has happened? The devil has tried to handcuff the church, shut it up, silence it for, with fear. Well, what people think of me? It don't matter a hill of beans what the people think of you. You're not alive. You lost your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. I did. Yeah, you did. I didn't know I lost my life. Yes, you did when you accepted Christ. Oh, I wish I would have known that. None of us, many of us didn't know, have, didn't know the, not consequences, the blessings of becoming a child of God. I just wanted to get my life right. I wanted, Lord, please put my head on straight. That was my prayer. Because I was confused about a lot of things in life. Anybody else been there? And guess what? He came in. My God. <laughs> he flooded me with his light and life. I mean, no, Costa Denea. Oh, glory to God. I was filled. I felt the darkness leave me when I... Jesus. 
I felt that dark thing that was attached to me, whether it was in, on, or around. It had manipulated my life, our marriage, and our family. Like ACDC. It was trying to guide me to be on the highway to hell with my pedal to the metal. But a funny thing happened on the way to hell. I got saved. Hallelujah. Somebody decreed a thing and prayed it. Satan, you're not going to have Ray Shannon. In the name of Jesus, we command the veil to be removed from his soul. You're not going to kill him. You're not going to take from his family. Somebody went to prayer and pre- oh, proclamation, declaration. And you know what? Oh, R.W. Shambach used to say about the Holy Ghost, he's the hound of heaven. My God, when you pray, he's going to be like a hound. He's going after that scent. My God, you send that word out there, the hound of heaven is going out with you. That sounds like Shambach, don't it? I am so grateful for the ones that laid their life down for my soul to be saved. I owe them an eternal debt. I love them with all my heart. How about you? There could have been somebody praying on the other side of the world for our salvation in tongues. We could be the fruit of someone's prayer from the other side of the world. That removed the veil of Satan from off our souls and gave us the ability to see our need of a Savior and who that Savior is. Well, say fruit. So as you and I share our faith and the love of God, Expect the gifts of the Holy Spirit to flow in every one of you. Paul said, desire earnestly spirituals to be in operation in your life. It's not for you. It's not to give you status. It's for a life flow. The people that I sent my son to die for are hanging in the balance. And my love flowing through you will be the contact it could, and understanding. One will plant. Another will water. But God gives the increase. See, every person you cross their path, the love, let me say it this way. As I'm walking past Georgia right now, if I'm a, and I am a son of God, I'm a believer. I don't need a title of any of the fivefold. I'm a believer. I'm honored to be a believer. I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. I'm proud to be a Christian, bless God. (laughs) <laughs> Glory to God. <sighs> I can feel the lion on the inside. But when I walk past this human, the spirit being in this human anatomy, eternity is walking past her. We have the solution for eternal life. As I'm walking past people every day, blindly, but I don't want to be blind anymore. I want to be the message. I don't want to just take a message. I want to be that message. When I walk past this person, eternity, the knowledge of eternity is walking past her. In me. Oh, wait a minute. I have authority. I have responsibility. Excuse me. Do you know that Jesus loves you? That's good news. Some of the people have been going out on saturate. And... <clears throat> was one of them. One house she went to, they were Satanists. They had the pentagram and everything on the house. She's going up there with a the door hanger. <laughs> Just want to tell you how much God loves you. We don't want anything to do with that. Thank you. Uh, no, well, you sure? 
And Anne was just very innocent, like, you sure? It's a gift. They said, we don't want anything to do with Jesus. Satan is Lord. And I thought, hmm, where do you live? No, I'm just serious. It's like people are drawn to the supernatural. It's pathetic that the church doesn't offer the supernatural. It's pathetic that the church is not supernatural. Huh? <laughs> Living and walking in the supernatural. God is naturally super. He's naturally super. And we're of him, so we should be naturally super. The, his love, his gifts, his anointing, his message. I want to turn this world upside down. You know, and that was one of the accusations of the Christians. Many people were uh, in awe of what was happening at the unfolding of the church as the works they were doing and the message going out. People getting saved at the risk of dying in the arena. That didn't matter. We're persecuted if we ask the, if you're asked to go to a per- prayer meeting. Oh, God, what persecution. Oh, it's going to require my flesh to come under. Oh, my favorite TV shows on Monday night. Oh, what persecution. If those in the Middle East only knew what I had to go through in America. ridiculous can we be Jesse Duplantis said every time those doors open is a divine opportunity if you believe it for what kingdom the kingdom the thriving in the kingdom of God the comp good word commerce of the kingdom and we're all part of the commerce what are we seeing on a week to week basis we see the body contributing. The body contributing. We have an order in this house. And the order is if you believe God has given you something, just be recognized. You don't have to strive. And trust that when it bear, there's a timing. That, that whole thing Mike had from the Lord. God can give you things that would be a blessing in this house. But if you're not called on or like, okay, give that now. Don't feel rejected. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Libby said it, too. She was waiting. Well, no, but Mike had the, the, the thing about the, the hourglass. The hourglass. God's timing's perfect. No, that's fine. I'm laughing because we're in the realm of eternity now. That's why when revival breaks out, the clock just goes and five hours have passed. It's like, whoa. What, what time is it? There's no sense of time in the, when the when Borostine, when the power and the glory start falling. You don't want... <laughs> Time won't let me. Oh, no. Time will let me because I'm going to redeem it. Well, I don't have time. Well, then you're a poor steward. Say, I love you. Thank you. I need that. I need affirmation. <clears throat> when you and I, we've been duped or misled or, or learned improperly. I don't have time. No, that's a lie from hell. God's given you and I 24-hour increments to manage. We choose. We choose, glory to God, to be masters of the 24 hours, to rule it and reign it for his glory and for his purpose. And he allows us to enjoy family in the midst of it, to be procreative and to fit, function, and flourish, to reproduce, to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, and subdue, and have dominion all at the same time. We've got a lot of work to do. 
We have a lot of good things to be about. Amen? When people cast you down, now part of that, I wrote down this, when people disagree with your message. But let me just help you somewhere. The Lord's going to continually give you light if you're hungry for it and revelation knowledge. Not every Christian that you know or even have been friends with in the past may, may be in agreement with you. See, guys, there is levels of revelation of every scripture. There are levels upon levels of revelation in every verse of the word of God. I'm not preaching something. It, it, it's so simple. One plus one equals two. First grade. Four minus two is two. Twenty five divided by five is five. The square root of five is twenty five. Etc. 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 There's growth in the kingdom. This verse today is going to have a richer meeting tomorrow. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That verse that means this now is going to metamorphose into a greater light and revelation and understanding in the next phase. And it continues to grow. That's how the word operates in your body. That's why if you say, I don't have time for the word, you are deceiving. You are deceived by the devil or you are self-deceiving. You and I have all the time we need to get this job done. What we need is discipline. And the good news, here's good news. Say good news. I have not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind and discipline. Why? Why do we need the discipline? So you can be my follower. Because I need, listen, God needs to move you and I out of our religious experience or our unreligious experience and bring us into a kingdom experience. How does that happen? Oh, if I just pray enough, it doesn't happen. We're not transformed by prayer. Prayer will transform us, but we're not transformed by prayer. Let the word of God dwell in your heart richly in all wisdom. Amen. Do not be conformed to this world, but be being renewed in the, in your mind. Amen. With the word of God, we're transformed by the word. I said it this way. <clears throat> How many believe this is the God, like God's word? Amen. In the beginning, God created man, and it was lifeless. If you have the word only, the letter killeth. What happened next? God breathed into Adam, into the breath of his nostrils. <laughs> And it, he became a living being. If you have the spirit only, you blow up. But if you have the word and the spirit, we grow up. I love the word. I love this Bible. I'm sorry if I hurt you. I know. So when people cast you down, saints, we'll wrap it up. They could mock you for your faith. Others are going to doubt what you have to say. You and I have to say. But you say in your heart before you even go and be that witness. As you go being the witness, exaltation will come from my father. I'm going to be about his business. I'm going to share the love of God with everyone I meet in some way, shape, or form. I understand that some will reject. They rejected Jesus. Jesus said, if they rejected me, they're going to reject you. But go, none, go regardless. 
Tell everybody. Listen, a lot of times we think the crowns we get are the souls that we lead to the Lord. I believe this, that the jewels in the crown are every time you and I open our mouth and, or act of loving kindness comes out of our being to help someone come to Christ. It's not based on who accepts our message. It's the love of the Father pouring out in us and through us to them. So when you say exaltation will come, what's going to happen? Next verse. He, the Father, will even deliver one who's not innocent. The person you are being a witness to. He'll deliver him or her. Yeah. He'll be delivered by the purity of your hands. I'll close with this. Proverbs 16. We can have agendas in our own life and ideas of how we're going to share our faith or what we're going to do, where we're going to go. Proverbs 16 one says, the preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongues of the Lord. We're to pray, study, study to show ourselves approved, study the word of God. Amen. Not just read it, study it. Pray, have that prayer life. Come on. Amen. Have that worship life. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongues of the Lord. Verse 2 says, all the ways of a man seem right in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the motives. He weighs the spirit. What's your reason for doing this? Is your motive love? Do you feel obligated to be an evan- to evangelize now? Sometimes, well, sometimes that helps get the ball rolling. But he doesn't want you and I to be on this obligatory legal relationship. He wants you and I to have that fire. Listen, if the fire's missing, I say, Father, give me the fire of desire. Give me that fire of desire to be your witness. My God, we're worried about titles. Man, I'll tell you what, Todd White wasn't worried about a title. Todd White saw something in the word that these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They'll cast out demons. Come on. Come on. Are you with me with Todd White? Todd White. Y'all know who Todd White. I'm talking about a a contemporary now. He didn't look for a title. He didn't care what he just was moved when he saw this. This is in the word. Lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And he prayed for he decided to pray for 10 people a day. He'd go out and hunt them. Ten a day, so that's five hundred days. Five hundred days, he did it, but he believed the word of God. Come on, Amen. see, that's what I'm talking about. Say, I, I pray for a pit bull tenacity in every one of us. A pit bull has a three thousand pound bite. My God, yeah, I, yeah. Next verse, verse three. Saints. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. That's the shaping of this entire house and the way we live and believe. Prepare, but let the answer be from the Lord. Come on. Uh, please stand with me. I, I could preach. I could um, preach I, and preach and preach. Can I share preach. real fast what happened to us with Gil? Yeah, please. Yeah. Some of you, some of you have already heard this, but... Um, last Sunday, after the meetings were all done, and what happened to the light back here, guys? It just went out. Turn it off because the challenge up. Oh, the show. Oh, okay. So the yeah, it's way it's the wired okay. into the other room. So um, we were supposed to pick Gil up at um, help me out seven o'clock. Seven o'clock would start it. And then we gave him a call because we had to come back and do some work here at the building to get his offering together and all. And, um, and then we, he, I, I called him. I was at home. You were here with Tim. I don't remember. But anyway, he said, I called him. I said, hon, you got to come pick me up. We got to go get, we have to go get Gil because we we're just going to grab him for a coffee. And he just wanted coffee and dessert. We already ate. 
and just to hang out a little bit, fellowship before he went home, you know, next day. And so I said to I said to him, I said, where are you? And he said, um, he said, I'll be there shortly. I said, no, 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 we're going to be late. And he said, he said, I know we'll be there shortly. I'll be there shortly. And I said, well, you call Gil. So you called him two times, two separate times. It kept getting postponed. We go and pick Gil up. Um, he, we had him at the Turnersville, um, Hampton Inn, uh, all coming off like you get onto 42 and then go on to Black Horse, old Black Horse Pike, you know, into Turnersville. So we picked him up and we thought, we'll go to Meadows Diner because uh, that's a diner that we knew. So we come back out of Makeup Right, go on to the turn, what do you call it? 42, around, on the ramp. The, around the ramp, onto 42. And as we get onto 42, we look and a motorcycle falls over, spins out, the motorcycle spinning, the body is spinning, and coming in another direction is coming off Atlantic City Expressway is cars just coming, and it just got done raining. It was drizzling. You know, that night it was raining. And I start screaming. There's no place to pull over. There was no place right there to pull over at all. And I'm thinking, all these cars, there's something about being an ambassador. Something rises up inside of you. And this happens often to me, like what he knows. But it's like I start yelling in the car. I don't care if Gil's in there. Stop the car. Stop the car. Right? Pull over. Stop the car. And he's saying, I can't. I can't. Stop the car. Stop the car. I'm thinking I'm getting out there. He could get ran over by a car. He could this. Like, I don't know. Most of the motorcycle accidents over the 40-some years and that we've been walking with the Lord that we have stopped at, prayed with, they've all been fatal accidents and bloody accidents. And nobody, nobody made it, but we still prayed with them because we knew their spirit heard us. Always pray with somebody, even if they're unconscious. Always, because their spirit can hear you. And their spirit can receive the Lord. And we always say this. Even in Florida, there was an accident. I had to grab, the, there were a, a lot of Mexicans in the back of a truck. So they had something attached, a jackknife. The Mexicans got flown out, flew out of the truck. One was in really bad condition. I was with, Sue was with me. We pulled over, and I said, she, she was shaken. And I said, stay here. I'm going to run back. A guy started, I said, D- can you interpret for me? There's something when you know your position in Christ. This is what I'm trying to get to. Everything takes over. Everything takes over as an ambassador. And I have a message inside of me that resonates to get that message to that person. No matter what the condition is. And so when we finally, he, he wouldn't let me out. He wouldn't stop because he, there was no place. And I'm yelling, go out there, go out there. There's a piece of ground. You can pull over park. And I don't even know if he was hearing me. And, and Gil's saying, there's no place to pull over. And I'm yelling, still yelling, pull over. And so, mm -mm. and so anyway, he pulls over. I don't know if the car was completely stopped, got out and I started running well, I realize I can only run so fast. Next thing I know, my husband's running past me. And we get there. He fi- he gets there. Thank God. Listen to this. The man was standing. He was so padded up, his suit that he was wearing. It was so thick. And what it was made out of, I was like, oh, my gosh. But we knew he was lim- limping a little bit. He was in shock. Um, you could smell the gasoline and everything. Cars are coming. Gil finally came down. He's waving his flashlight on the back of his phone for cars, and we're just trying to slow him down. The gu- there was a car right behind this um, motorcycle guy. His name was Tamar, and a car was right behind him, and he saw what happened. He went around him and pulled over. His name was Chris. And I, I see tomorrow, and I said, are you okay? Are you okay? Chris already called the ambulance. Are you okay? And we, he said, yes. And I said, no, no, are you really okay? We're all asking him if he's okay. Five times it's shock. It's shock. The ambulance still came and checked me out. And you prayed. And I looked at him, and I said, 
do you know what just happened? And I, I said to him, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? And I'm thinking, Carol, have a little more compassion. I was like, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Like the reality that you could have been killed hit my spirit. And that's what I was responding to. The reality, like when my husband, I never thought about it. When we pass by somebody, we're walking past eternity is walking past that person. Come on, this is who we are, and God's trying to get our attention. Church, this next move of God is not going to be what you think it's going to be, but it's going to be the word on fire, breathing out of us and moving through us outside the doors of every church building. And we, he looked at me, and he just kind of smiled, and I said, no, Tamar, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And he smiled, and this is his response. My grandmother will be so glad you're here. I said, your grandmother? She's a bishop. And I said, she's a bishop. And I said, no, Tamar, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And he just looked at me and smiled, and I went like this. I said, you walked away from him, didn't you? And he just kind of put his head down and had a little smile. And I said, an angel protected you. God's mercy protected you. And you need to get your life right with Jesus Christ. See, we were postponed. God protected him. But the message to him was, get your life right with Jesus Christ. This was something. You better think about this, bud. Think about what just happened here. He wasn't going to pray with me. But I'm an ambassador representing another country, another nation. And I have a message. I don't want you to go to hell tomorrow. Think about what happened. And then I walked over to Chris, who pulled over. And I said, Chris, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? I thought we were postponed for a reason. And he looked at me and he said this, oh, I'm a coach at Camden County High School or Camden High School. And I said, that's good. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? And he looked at me again and he said, oh, I think our team is really going to do good this year. And I said, I'm not talking about that. Chris, I'm talking about, do you know Jesus Christ? I had both my hands on his shoulder, Albert. You know how I am. I'll get aggressive with things. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Like, hello, this is a divine appointment. And I said, I said, your school needs coaches that are born again, born of God, that know Jesus Christ. And I said, and he's the best coach that you could ever have in your life. Let me tell you something. He wouldn't pray with me. The other one just smiled. God divinely protected them. And they still, but I believe Tamar got it. We decree a thing. And it will be established. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't ever walk away like I didn't get the message across. No, the message came to him. And God's going to take that message by the Holy Ghost. And he's going to bring divine conviction on them. I have prayed for my kids that sometimes I said, just like Mom Goodwin said to us, Father, I ask you to take them and shake them over the fires of hell. That they will have a revelation. That sounds doesn't sound too loving, Carol. It is loving. Yeah. That they have an awareness that their conscience comes alive. Their conscience. And it's not, it won't be seared. Jesus. Do you get it? Yeah, come on. We have a responsibility, a everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
my kids, it was breathed into them, taught to them the responsibilities that they have. Our son came home on 95, coming home from work, going south on 95, sees his car at hijacks over the wall, spun out, had another car hit it, came over the barrier wall into ongoing traffic, got torn up and everything. The driver was thrown out of the car, and our son Raymond ran over to this guy, saw, pulled his car over real fast. Traffic came to halt. He ran right over there. This guy's laying there. He's all messed up and everything. And first thing he says is this. He said, I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't on my phone. And Raymond looked at him and said to him, I'm going to pray for healing with you. And he said, now pray this prayer with me. Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. He started whispering at Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my life. He came in. I ask you to come into my life. And he said, I'm born again. I belong to you. I'm born again. I belong to you. And he passed away. Come on, church. Wow. How are we training up our kids? How are Mm. we training these guys up? How are we training everybody up? Mm. What are we doing? Do you understand what I'm saying? So are we ambassadors? When I hear this message, I just think, okay, Mm. some are sitting here and saying, I've heard this for years. I've heard this. No. There is such an alarm on the messages right now. When I sat there and said, there's a commerce going on. Mm-mm. There's an importing, exporting from heaven going on <laughs> to earth. There's things that are happening. God's depositing. God's mm. removing things. He's training us. He wants to get the angels activated. Do you know how many hundreds of thousands of angels that are waiting and available and to be activated because we are in faith declaring and decreeing a thing. Come on. Hallelujah. Releasing the power and the authority that's in the word of God. Glory to God. Amen. And you talk about the I'm glory. I'm stoked. I know. You talk about the glory of God. It resides in us. And wherever we go, <laughs> the glory is, remember this, is his presence. <laughs> it's manifested in whatever way he chooses. Amen. And boy, I'll tell you something. Do we have something so divine inside of We're us? We're blessed. We are so blessed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's give him praise. Lord, we give you praise and honor. Come on. Yeah, lift your voice in praise and thanksgiving. Because he has made us a kingdom of priests and kings unto our God. Lord, we thank you that we are your ambassadors. Jesus, we are your light in the earth. We are the salt covenant. Thank you. Lord, may we be flavorful. Lord, may... Every fear dissipate and be removed in the name of Jesus. Lord, there be no apprehension. But, Lord, that we would be able craftsmen, filled with, controlled by, and led by your spirit to share the good news. Not only just, not Bible thumping, but a life flow of your word in us and through us to them. A very now message for those that walk among us. That we will be a blessing. Thank you for equipping us for the work of ministry. Lord, use us this week. Use us every day. Use us every day. For your glory. For your glory. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We bless the people as they go, Father, with the richness of this word with the richness of your presence, with the richness of your joy that empowers us, Mm -hmm. with the richness, Lord God, of knowing who you are. You are the I am, the eternal one. And eternity, wow, with the richness of that nugget, that eternity lives in us. Mm. And we have a message. Thank you, Father, for blessing us all. Mm. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Yes, Jesus, give you praise.